At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more. Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. You found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hour number two of Easton's Primetime Action live from the South Point Hotel Casino here on the tip of the strip in Las Vegas, Nevada. Glad you could join us tonight. Uh, if you're new to the program, we not only watch sports, we bet sports, and we don't make up bets. When we say we're betting, we are betting. Hopefully you will find it entertaining and at the best, uh, on the best nights, profitable as well. It's Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, and Kelly Bidlin. Uh, and uh, we're going through the week one NFL games. Before we update baseball, Matt, a postscript to our Titans talk just now. Yeah, so this this happens to us every now and then that tweets come through as we're in the middle of a segment and we can't really can't really process uh, in in real time here. But it looks as if, according to Ian Rappaport, Carson Wentz is expected to start in Week Three against the Titans. So looks like it will be the Carson Wentz show out there on these these sprained ankles must not be actually sprained ankles. <laughs> Two sprained ankles. Like, you can't go and play quarterback in the NFL in less than a week after spraining both of your ankles. I mean, again, when I saw him being evaluated on the sideline last week, I was kind of blown away he didn't come back in the game. So, I, I don't really know. I just, we were joking in the break. Like, I, like which ankle's feeling better than the other? You know, you wouldn't think both uh, improve at the same rate, but what do we know? What do we know? Let's update some baseball, Kelly. What do you got? John Carlo with a three-run ding-dong doubling up the Yankees lead. Yeah, I'll start here with uh, the couple college football games going on. Middle Tennessee in the white and silver, up 17-14 to 14 over Charlotte in the cream and green helmets. It's an important distinction there. 17-14, about halftime, 40 seconds before halftime. Charlotte, a one-and-a-half-point live favorite still 
Wake Forest up on Virginia, 10-3. That game's got 10.5 minutes left in the first half. Wake, a 6.5-point live favorite, 68.5 is your live total. This just in, Kelly. Juan Soto has reached base for the 12th consecutive time. He has been walked again. The Major League Baseball record hallowed 17 for the plus 450 shot at DraftKings. What's your, uh, Juan Soto. What's your ticket on that? 100 to 1. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. Uh, so that that game. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I forgot. Nationals up three to nothing. Top of the third. Nats minus four hundred live. Reds plus three hundred ten and a half. The total. Phillies lead the Pirates one to nothing. Bottom of the third. Phillies minus four hundred live. Pirates plus three hundred seven and a half. Your live total. The uh, Orioles up on the Rangers in that game that Matt said everybody was going to be betting. It is four to two. Bottom of the third. Orioles minus 380, Rangers plus 290, and 12 and a half live total. Yankees all over the Sox, six to nothing, top of the third. If you wanted to get in live, you can get the Red Sox at 11 to one. 12 and a half is the live total. Indians and White Sox scoreless. That game in the top of the fourth inning, and Royals and Tigers scoreless. That game in the top of the third. The Rays have a three nothing lead over the Marlins. Uh, live numbers on that game. Rays minus 1,800. Marlins plus 850. Ten and a half live total. Do you imagine if you had a Pirates season win total? It's at 58 and a half. They have 57 wins. And you, with about nine, ten games left in the season, Pirates actually have exactly heading into tonight uh, ten games left. What a sweat that's going to be. The uh, You know, we don't talk a lot about the, the really, really bad teams. But if you do want a bright spot on one of the really, really bad teams, mm-hmm. Cedric Mullins hit a home run tonight, and uh, that's a 30-30 season for him. He's he had all- 30 home runs, 30 stolen bases. For He's Cedric an all-star. Mullins. 30-30 for Cedric Mullins. Orioles. 300 four. batting average, 368 OBP, 30 homers, 30 stolen bases, and a hundred, and uh and and actually is is gotten like for a leadoff hitter, you know, about the sixty RBI. I mean, like you know, yeah. like he's 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 done all he can. He's done all he can do. Mired on a forty nine <laughs> win team, forty nine at one hundred four. Your Baltimore Orioles. Back to week one of the National Football League. Early games continue. Chargers and the Chiefs. Uh, this is one that I loved on Monday. I'm guessing lines. Chiefs now favored by a full seven, but there's a Joey Bosa problem. Couple of problems here. So Chris Harris out again, the uh, starting corner for the Chargers. Justin Jones, starting defensive end for the uh, Chargers, is doubtful. Doubtful's rarely to never play. And then Joey Bosa is questionable, but he is uh, DNP all all week long here for him. I think he got out there today and did a little bit of light work. They were saying, but. Um, that is not great whenever you're talking about going after after Patrick Mahomes. Uh, that said, the Chiefs injury report didn't come back clean either. Uh, Chris Jones, defensive end, is questionable for them. And then Frank Clark, something happened to him on Thursday at practice, and now he is he's downgraded to doubtful. So defensive end Frank Clark going to be doubtful for the Chiefs in this. Um, Chiefs, worst defense in the NFL through two weeks. They are twice as bad DVOA as the 31st team if that tells you anything is just to how poor say that this, again they are twice as bad as the 31st team dboa defense right now so it's uh Ooh. it's pretty it's 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 pretty bad if you look at success rate as well on the defensive side like against this team uh every the success rate for all of their opponents they are the worst in the nfl as well 
has given up success rate. It's just been a really, really tough run. Just to be clear, we're, ta- we're talking about who now? We're talking the about Chiefs. The, the Chiefs defense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Chiefs defense. It's It's been very, very, very bad. Uh, the opponent's success rate against them, 59.2%. So, actually, this is probably a good time, too. We talk about all these stats, and people probably don't even know what we're talking about here. So, when we say success rate, it's a metric where if on first down you get 50% of what you need to get a first down, that is considered a successful play. On second down, if you get 70% of the yards you need in order to get a first down, that is considered a successful play. And then third down or fourth down, if you go ahead and get the first down, if you get to the 100% of what you needed to get the first down, that is considered a successful play. So that's like what we get whenever we're talking about success rate here. And they are at 59% success rate against them through the first two weeks of the season. Boy. This Chiefs defense. Yeah, it's been it's been rough. Um, that said, we kind of look at this. If we remember... The Browns were six-and-a-half-point dogs to the Chiefs in week one. Do we think the Chargers and Browns are equals? That's the thing that's, that's, that's throwing me off here. Like, that's what's throwing me off is, like, I think if this Chiefs team, if, the, if we don't get that fumble last week and they kick the field goal to win, I think this is probably on the other side of seven, right? Like, it's probably, yeah, probably. seven-and-a-half, maybe even eight in favor of the Chiefs. And instead, it didn't happen, and then it sat at six and a half forever. I guess it's up to seven here at the uh, at the South Point, probably off of that Bosa news, because, again, that's that's just incredibly massive news that he's not going to be able to go. But, I mean, you know, again, it's still, still this Chiefs defense. It, you don't think of this Chargers team as a run-heavy offense. You don't think of them as a power-run team. I mean, it's Austin Eckler, who's the kind of little small pass-catching type running back here. And we know that that's the way that you go and you really, really get after this Chiefs team is running the ball. So that's going to be – something's going to have to give here, right? Like are the Chargers really going to come out and try and change the game plan and, and start to be a run-heavy team against this Chiefs team where they're going to be most vulnerable here, especially whenever we look. And if Chris Jones – well, Frank Clark's not going to go. He's doubtful. And then Chris Jones doesn't go either. Two starting defensive linemen being out for this Chiefs team as well. I put in a bet before this injury report came out because of all the Bosa stuff. It's my least favorite bet I have in my account. I kind of hate it. I have the Chiefs at six and a half point favorites. Um, <laughs> Self-loathing. Yeah, I, I, I kind of hate it um, now that now that the, you know, the injury report really kind of went, went against me here. But, um, you know, look, at the end of the day, it's still a super high-powered offense in this Chiefs team. It's like, can they get a couple of stops? Haven't been able to do it so far through two weeks of the season, but Maybe they can get a couple of stops on on Herbert in the Chargers team. But, again, like I said, I hate the bet. I wish it wasn't in the account. I was going to say, I'm probably going to be on the other side. I still, yeah. I, I still like getting the points. Uh, let's squeeze another one in here. Saints at Patriots. I think you and I are simpatico on this one, though. Uh, I really like the Patriots here. I think you do, too. But yes, you have a bet on them, so that is confirmed. Uh, Patriots were three-point favorites. There's two-and-a-halves now, really consensus now. Patriots favored by two-and-a-half at home Sunday morning against Jameis Winston and the Saints, who had all kinds of offensive problems last week. Yeah, this is... uh, To to the tune of... Just yeah. say 128 total yards. <laughs> it was, yeah, the worst the worst under Sean Payton tenure. Um, so center Eric McCoy out for the Saints. And for the Patriots, uh, Trent Brown is questionable. That said, Saints did get healthier. So uh, Gardner Johnson's back in. Marshawn Lattimore back in for them this week. That's big on that defensive side of the ball. Honestly, I'm playing the situation in the spot here. Not necessarily that I think the Saints are that much worse that, of, of a team than this Patriots team, but at the end of the day, Gil, I'm I'm 
this team's not been home in a month and a half. They are going to be. They're still going to be without. I think it was three different coaches that still haven't cleared that the, the COVID protocol that aren't going to be able to be there for them in this game. You are talking about there's there's a lot that goes into these hurt players going and getting treatment in their own facilities and being able to like go into familiar territory and you get in practice routines and all those different things. None of this has been the way that it's been for this team for the for the last month and a half. So this is the. I am playing a spot here against a good team and a good head coach that I think can probably figure out a way to maximize his edge against a team like the Saints here that are coming in in such a, a rough a rough spot. So that that's that is literally the handicap for me in this game. The statistics bear out that the Patriots have been a little bit better than the Saints, but not all that much better. And um, it's it's more of a hey look Saints. When you get back into New Orleans, you get back into the swing of things, and you get back into your your own beds and your own routines and stuff, maybe you'll be a team that we come back around and back. But until then, I'm going to need to see it out on the field. I sense a contest entry uh, mm-hmm. pick for us. Kelly, are you on the Patriots as well? Oh, I, I was just uh, – we'll, we'll get to that during the contest election. Yes, Because there's some oddities. Uh, oh. Yeah, with, oh. Uh, with what was said there and then what came in and all that stuff. So. Oddities. Oddities. Yeah. Okay. All right. Interesting. All right. Um, okay. Still on uh, early games. We still have uh, more to get to. Falcons Giants we'll do after the break. We'll also do Bengals Steelers. Uh, we will eventually make our way to the afternoon games. Of course, the primetime games. We will stop at some point to talk UFC in case you want some UFC action this weekend with our friend Jordan Sherwood. All of that tonight on the show that is here for you nightly, 4 to 7 p.m. Pacific, 7 to 10 Eastern on MSG+. It's VEASAN's primetime action. Settle in on a Friday night. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare good sleep should come naturally and with the new natural hybrid mattress it can a collaboration between award-winning mattress brand lisa and home design favorite west elm the natural hybrid is the culmination of these two companies shared values premium materials meticulous craftsmanship and sustainable practices made with natural latex responsibly sourced natural wool and environmentally safe foams the natural hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. 
Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSN, the sports betting network. Back on VSN's primetime action, uh, some baseball scores of import. Giants up on the Rockies, one to nothing. I think it's one batter and one solo shot. Giants up uh, one to nothing. Yes, in fact, that is exactly what happened. At course, Tommy Lestella leads it off with a homer. Giants enter the night one game ahead of the Dodgers in the NL West. And uh, we uh, should have mentioned, Kelly, that uh, and you had it in the system and we failed because we were talking about uh, football. But I actually had a two-team parlay tonight, which was the Cardinals and the Giants both. And now it seems awkward to mention it. But, uh, yeah, it pays plus 140. Bases loaded for the Cardinals in the first inning. So. It's cool. I forgot to mention that alt-run line yeah. I laid with the Yankees. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Seven to nothing Yankees. You forgot to mention that one? It totally slipped my mind. Yankees, by the way, bases loaded again with two outs and a 3-0 count looking to add to their seven to nothing lead over the Red Sox. Obviously, the Yankees, one game ahead of the Blue Jays for that number two wildcard position, two games behind the Red Sox for the number one, and the Mariners lurking two back of the Yankees. All right. You like I went with alt run line there? Even yes. though I, I have no idea if they're the favorite or not. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> they were a short favorite. Okay. Yeah. They so, were a yeah. short favorite. I believe they were a short favorite. Yes, yeah, Gary minus Cole. 120. Yeah. I laid one and a half then, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's go to uh, some further early games on Sunday in the National Football League. By the way, how great is the feeling of having the Carolina Panthers teaser legs already in the bank? Uh, so nice. 41, and the Carolina Survivor pick already having that done? I get to sit back on Sunday and just watch the carnage. I'm rooting for carnage. The the, the great thing, too, was I left the studio kind of ticked off. Me, too. And then by the time I got in the car and things, I was like, oh, okay, this isn't that bad. Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah. right, this, isn't, this isn't so bad. All right? the, think, the drive got better as I was going. I was just like, oh, okay. This, this I would think bad. anybody watching the show last night would be like, man, these guys are way too jacked up about yeah. this Panthers-Texas yes, game. And then by, by the end of our show near halftime, they're like, man, this got real quiet real quick by those three. Yeah. yeah. We turned. Well, for sure we, we turned. Had, and yeah. we turned back after we left. Incredible amount of money tied to that. So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was... <laughs> It was. It could have been bad. And now, ladies and gentlemen, the sexiest matchup of the weekend. The Falcons at the Giants. Your New York football Giants. Three-point favorites against the Falcons. This is the answer to the game I would want no part of. The 0-2 Falcons. The 0-2 Giants. 
Matty Ice, and of course, Danny Dimes. 48 is the total. Falcons uh, cornerback A.J. Terrell is out. Wide receiver Russell Gage, their slot guy, is out. Giants uh, tight end Evan Ingram's questionable. He didn't play last week, so he could get back in the lineup. But uh, Kenny Galladay is questionable. What else is new? Uh, and it happens to be, again. and it happens to be a hip injury, which kept him out of basically all of the games mm-hmm. last year. So um, he is questionable with that hip thing. So something to monitor for sure on the giant side of things. Look, the three and a halfs were available for all of like 15 minutes earlier in the week. If you scooped up a three and a half on the Falcons, good on you. I think that was probably the bet to make here. The flat three, probably not going to get involved with this Gil. to be perfectly honest with you. That yeah. said, just off of this Galladay news, I ran in, took a look at what the, what the receiving prop was for Slayton over there on, on DraftKings. It was sitting in the mid thirties. So went ahead, took a piece of, of Slayton at, um, took a piece of Slayton whenever we're looking at the, at the receiving props now. Now like, I'm going in and see right now to make sure that this hasn't gotten out of control with the news that Galladay is questionable. His receiving numbers have dropped precipitously down to 48 and a half yards. It was up at like 56 and a half. So people have been pounding the under on that Sterling Shepard now up to 61 and a half on the news that Galladay is questionable. And then Slayton up to 37 and a half. So I hadn't gotten out of control. It was sitting at like 33 and a half. So I hadn't gotten out of control at 37 and a half. I would probably still bet it the over there at 37 and a half. Again, even if, even if Galladay gives it a go, right? One, we've seen him try to go. I mean, how many times last year did he try to go? Couldn't go. Goes out there, plays a few plays, and then he's on the sideline with his hip injury. And then two, honestly, Daniel Jones hadn't really looked his way all that much at the beginning of the year anyway. As I mean, there Kenny was some, Galladay let him know. Yeah, like, like towards the end of the game, after, yeah, after they, whatever, they started throwing to him a little bit. But uh, if he's if he's out there and he's not getting open because he's got a hip injury, I mean, I imagine he's just going to throw to Darius Slayton, the guy that was there last year, the guy that he's got a little bit more familiarity with. So I do like that a pretty good bit. So I, I went ahead and played Slayton over on the receiving prop there. The other thing, if you did want to look at another angle, I mean, listen, um, with Russell Gage out, I think that co- probably could only mean more targets for Kyle Pitts. And so if take a look at whatever the, the props are out there for Kyle Pitts. If you think it seems like a little bit too low, something I'd be looking at for him. Cause again, Russell Gage is their slot guy, kind of the high percentage throw type guy. I could see Pitts just lining up and being, Lining up, just lining up in the slot. You know, I mean, like, just not even lining up as a tight end, really, anymore. Just lining up as a wide receiver, lining up in the slot. Um, runs the same, you know, runs the same 40s the slot guy does anyway. So, yeah. I mean, just just moving him over in the slot, I could see that happening as well. So Hits at four and a half receptions and 53 and a half yards. Mm, 53 and a half yards is pretty interesting. When this got to three and a half for a minute earlier in the week, mm-hmm. it was gobbled up, like, yeah. instantly. Those three and a halves disappeared. Yeah. Uh, Kenny Galladay, I wonder if anybody at the league office who tabulates the injury reports, I wonder if anybody's like, what? who's the player that has been on an injury report the most percentage of the games he has played in his NFL career? Because Kenny Galladay's got to be right up there. It's got to be up there. Sounds like a fun drinking game. Every time he shows up on the injury report, <laughs> yeah. take a drink. Last year, and he just, it was like, why are we even putting him on? He's just not going to play. Yeah, it felt like, I mean, to Matt, yeah, Matt was talking about it. It felt like it was every single week. It was. I mean, we were talking about it every week. Yeah, I mean, every there, there, week we talked. There, there's no doubt about that. I mean, listen, it, I know people are going to say, "Why? Why were you saying that you would have gobbled up to three and a half if it was if it was on the Falcons?" I think the Falcons are better than what we've seen so far, and I think the Giants are probably worse than what we've seen so far. So if you meet them kind of in the middle, and I'm getting more than a field goal on this Falcons team, I mean, listen, they still have playmakers. I guess we will find out if Matt Ryan is officially washed or not. I mean, it, he has not looked great. 
through the first couple of weeks. That said, I went back and rewatched that game. And Kelly, I know you were you were on the twelve. Yeah. Here's the thing. There was two tip passes that just landed right oh, in a defender. Totally. So, like, we've seen tip passes just go straight to the ground. We've seen them just fall right out of reach. Of them. Like, Tipped at the line. Yeah, it goes straight yeah. up into the air. And so, it was like, it was bad tip luck, you know, for, for tip passes where those turn. And that's when the game really got out of hand. But, I mean, they were keeping it fairly close up until – that happened. It was a three-point you know? game with like nine minutes left. And so, you know, look, weird things happen in football games. Things can get out of hand fairly quickly. You have a couple of tip passes that go right into a guy's hands, and then and then the game gets out of hand like that. And so, and again, I might add, that's against the best team in the NFL. So, I mean, now we're if we were to catch, you know, three and a half against this this uh, this Giants team, I think that would be the play to have. I wouldn't hate having a three ticket, but just you know, that seems just like push written all over it. All right, let's go to the Bengals and Steelers. Little uh, AFC North matchup. T.J. Watt looks like he might be able to play in this game for the Steelers after having to uh, leave the game last week just after the second quarter began and the Steelers lost to the Raiders. Steelers are favored by three against the Bengals. Uh, this is this was a Bengals teaser leg for you this week? Yeah, I went ahead and bumped it. When it was still at four, I went ahead and bumped it up to ten. Um, yeah, so T.J. Watt's listed as questionable. Asked if he could be able to go after uh, barely getting in any reps in practice. They they said if he feels like he's able to go, they would let him go. That said, the other edge, Alex Highsmith, is out for them. And then wide receiver Deontay Johnson, who's kind of become their number one de facto wide receiver there in um, in, in uh, for the Steelers, is Deontay, is out. So, I mean, he's kind of the guy that has been Ben's – because Ben can't throw the ball anymore. Like, he can't throw the ball down the field. And so, Deontay Johnson runs these little short, high-percentage routes, and so he's become the number one guy. You said that so as a matter-of-factly. Yeah. Yeah, because Ben can't, like, throw it anymore. Like, we all know. Um, That said, they didn't – and we've seen this before with Ross. So, they didn't put him on the injury report, right? I mean, like, they do this – I'm almost positive Tomlin does this as, like, a psychology thing or whatever, right? Like, a psychological thing. He's like – Oh yeah, he might may or may not play. Definitely, this whole pick not on not on the injury report, you know. So anyway, we shall see. On the Bengals side of things, their starting right guard is doubtful. Uh, they did draft Jackson Carmen out of Clemson in the second round, who would slot in in that right guard position, but just something to take note of. T. Higgins doubtful for them as well. Ooh. So um, that is pretty big and unfortunate. He hurt himself. Uh, it, it well had a little bit of a shoulder injury and apparently re-injured it in practice over the course of the week. Bengals number seven defense DVOA through the first two weeks of the season. Is that Can right? Can you believe that? Is I mean, this is right? look. They went out and spent a bunch of money in free agency, and they went out and drafted on the defensive side of the ball because they knew how bad it was. And you know, it, at least through early in the season, it's paid some dividends. Steelers pass offense graded only above the Jets and the Jags so far. Here in this short season, the run offense is also 30th in the league. Najee Harris only getting 3.2 yards per carry. Offensive line for the Steelers team is one of the bottom five in the league so far. Um, Not winning the pass blocking, not winning run blocking. And when we look at it, can this Bengals team take advantage of that and get after Ben Roethlisberger, who at least has some sort of something nagging, bothering him? I mean, like, okay, he's not listening to the injury report, but he has something bothering him. And now one of his safety, you know, one of the guys he really likes to go to when he gets under under duress and is Deontay Johnson not going to be out there. So, for me, I went ahead and rolled the dice and said, hey, look, you can beat me by double digits, beat me by double digits. I don't think the Steelers team can do it. I'm going to go ahead and roll with the Bengals here at double digits. Now, at the three, I still think it's fairly interesting, but uh, probably, probably more of a contest pick. Probably more of a contest pick. All right. 
Uh, we will come back. One more early game to get to. That's the Cardinals and the Jaguars, another big spread. And then it's to the afternoon, including the Jets, your New York Jets at the Broncos, and, of course, the marquee matchup of the weekend, the Bucks and the Rams. It is VEASAN's primetime action. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Once again, a friendly, and I do mean friendly reminder, that we're here at VSIN to help you be a better better. Just make the football season your best sports betting season ever by starting your VSIN free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24 7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money and ticket percentages on every game, plus full access to VSIN.com data and analysis. You get everything that VSIN has to offer for only $22 per month. Sign up now at VSIN.com slash subscribe. That's VSIN.com slash subscribe. If you're holding a Robbie Ray, American League Cy Young Award ticket. Uh, you're a little conflicted right now because <laughs> Garrett Cole is pitching a no-hitter through three, though he has issued at least three walks in this game, so he's not being particularly efficient. Um, at this pace, won't get through, you know, past, past the sixth inning, for instance. But still, a no-no is a no-no, um, and that's where he is right now through three. So right now, Robbie Ray, the favorite to win the American League Cy Young, Garrett Cole behind him but a good performance tonight might change that market will change yeah. that market especially with a and this is this just in voters may have a bit of a new york bias not saying tom thibodeau didn't uh, didn't deserve to win the nba coach of the year he did but that might have nudged him over the finish line maybe that will be the case with Garrett cole three innings three walks three k's yeah <laughs> so that is exactly what's going on right there 50 pitches through three innings so yeah as you mentioned i mean probably looking Unless he gets really, really efficient here, probably only looking at about six innings, probably won't get to seven. I cannot imagine with the scenario that they're in right now, up seven nothing, they want to stretch him too incredibly far. All right, let's continue in the National Football League. This is the last of the early games, the last of the 1 p.m. Eastern starts. It's the Cardinals and the Jaguars, or as some people insist on still pronouncing it, Jaguars. It uh, Cardinals seven and a half point. It uh, that is a real that one hits. Every time that one hits home, every single Jaguars. Time. It, my ears just want want to explode. Me too. Like I can't help it. I don't. I don't know what it is. Kelly probably says it too. Say no, you. but I was going to say whatever, Mister Bingles or whatever. Yeah. Well, that's how yeah. you tell him, B- Kelly. Bingles. I actually recorded an. I forgot Jaguars. this. I've got it on my phone. I actually recorded NFL films where they have where they say Bingles on the on the <laughs> thing, and it was just came, to prove to us. Yeah, to come in and play it for you guys. You say Jaguars, though, don't you? Jaguars. It's a Florida thing. Huh? It's Jaguars. No, I don't. It's oh, okay. Jacksonville Jaguars. I hear a lot of Florida people say Jaguars. Wires. Yeah. I feel like you're clumping Florida people really in a group together there. Buddy, guy. Well, I understand he's a, he's you're. A Floridaist. I understand you you're kind of Florida, kind of Russia, kind of whatever. I understand. Like, you know, yeah. I mean, so your accent could be all over. That's the, a good yeah, point. It could yeah. be all over the spectrum. Russia, duh. He's from Russia, duh. <laughs> Uh, Cardinals injury report. Now, listen, this happened a couple of different times last year. He played no matter what, but uh, DeAndre Hopkins is listed as questionable formally on the injury report. So just something to monitor as we get into game time. But again, he was listed as questionable several different times last year in the playing. So I can't imagine that he won't give it a go. Kelvin Beecham is their starting right tackle. He is also listed as questionable. Byron Murphy corner for the Cardinals also listed as questionable on the Jaguars Jaguars side <laughs> uh, quarterback CJ Henderson questionable defensive end Roy Robertson Harris is questionable they are both starters as well 
for the Jags. So what the Cardinals did last week is got back into playing really, really good Cardinals football from an offensive perspective. They got back into the no huddle thing. They actually ran no huddle over 40% of the snaps in week two, and they did it really efficiently. The problem was it's just the defense didn't really hold up again in week two. That said, Gil, Mm -hmm. I don't think they have to worry about that too much this week against Jacksonville. So if you get out there, and here's another thing. This Jags defense has been on the field for like the entire season. Yes. It's insanity. And so now you're going to have to go out there against a team that's going to run 40% of their plays in no huddle. You know how I know that's true? Like if you watch Red Zone, you never see Trevor Lawrence highlights. They're never, they're never crossing. They're never in the red zone. First of all, they haven't been. I don't yeah. believe all year. Good call. Haven't had one snap in the red zone, which there by definition is why we mm. don't see them very often, unless they're throwing a pick or something. You're right. I think I've seen him on red zone maybe four times. Yeah. And like probably the first time was his first ever pass. Right. So like take that out, and it's like three times, and they were probably all picks. Thirty-six percent uncatchable rate through two weeks for Trevor. Lewis. I, I I do want to go back to one thing you said real quick, Matt, because yeah. I was reading about this a bit earlier. Like the number of games that Hopkins was listed as a game-time decision last year and played in every single one of them. Because I saw, I saw that designation earlier today, and I was like, uh-oh, like th- yeah. this might not be good because I'm loaded up on Cardinals. I-, I couldn't believe them. I was reading this article, and it was like three or four games last year yeah. where he was listed like that and played in every single one of them. I believe I saw scored touchdowns in every single one of them. So I don't really... I, I don't think we should say, you know, completely brush it off, but of guys that are listed as game-time decisions, I feel more confident about that guy playing than almost any other player in the league, I guess. Gamer. Gamer. So, yeah, the defense just – that was a perfect amount of time for me to go in and see how long the defense has been on the, we, on the we know We know what we're doing. 72 minutes and 56 seconds uh, through the first two games. So they have been on the field – a ton out of a ground out of a grand, uh, grand total of 120 minutes. Yes, so they have been on the field a ton, and it is you know now you get this team is going to run this up tempo offense, going to be running no huddle. Kyler Murray scrambling, running all over the place. Offensive weapons all over the field that you're going to have to chase down. Trevor Lawrence five interceptions through two games already. He's Pro Football Focus's lowest graded passer through the first two weeks. He's behind only Roethlisberger in turnover worthy plays, and the Cardinals actually 14th overall defense by Pro Football Focus and sixth overall by DVOA through the first couple of weeks. And so, if this team actually, again, we keep saying actually has a defense, then you're not going to. You're, I mean, you're not going to outscore them. I mean, like you know, it's, it's one of those things where if the defense Gets, you, gets three stops. I mean, they're going to win a bunch of games because the defense only needs to get really three stops in a game, and that's going to be it. So, I'm I'm just all over this. I'm I'm just me, all all over. This me too. Team. And it's the it's the line on guessing lines that I found the most curious. Again, my guess was ten and a half. But let me just ask you a very simple question: mm-hmm. Why then do you feel like this line has not moved? Like, what's the explanation? Yeah, I mean, only half point. It, it was at seven. I got it at seven. I played the flat seven on the Cardinals and then t- teased it down from the flat seven down to one. So it did. It's at least moved a, a half point here. But I don't know. And I think maybe a lot of it has to do with this whole okay, road team thing and and all these all these you know West Coast team going to the East Coast. Like, there's a lot of these things that people still believe in, buy into, and mm-hmm. believe in and stuff. But like sometimes. Teams are just vastly superior to other teams, and this isn't this isn't one of those like okay West Coast team going over to the East Coast and and it's like a, a it should be a tightly contested matchup. I mean this is this is a this is 
on paper, this is like a bloodbath type game, you know? <laughs> so yeah. if you factor in all those things, like you're saying, Gil, so maybe all that stuff is factored in is why it wasn't 10. It probably should be north of 10. I mean, like, I so we've so. got, we have Denver as 10 and a half over the Jets, right? We think that the Jets are maybe 32nd, but the Jags would be 31st yeah. for sure. Shall, and we, so, shall we segue into that game? Because yeah. that makes a lot of the first of the afternoon games, the early part of the afternoon, if that makes sense. 405 Eastern, 105 Pacific. Jets at Broncos, what Matt was talking about, where the Broncos are double-digit favorites against the Jets. By contrast, 10.5-point favorites. At, and this is at home for the 2-0 Broncos against the 0-2 Jets. So, Dolphins clean injury report outside of Tua, of course, as we know. So, it'll be the Jacoby. I mean, uh, oh, wait, we're on the, yeah. we're on the Jets and Broncos. Broncos. So, yeah. so, Jets and Broncos here. The Broncos report Bradley Chubb. He, he's he gone six to eight weeks, ankle surgery. Ronald Darby, Josie Jewell both went to IR. That's a corner and a linebacker. So, that's not great for them, for sure. Right guard Graham Glasgow, Glasgow and then also Mike Purcell. Both of those guys are questionable for the Broncos. On the Jets side of things, Tevin Coleman is out. Jamison Crowder is doubtful. So, again, doubtful typically means out. And then John Franklin Myers starting defensive end for them is also questionable. This is just one of the biggest mismatches of the week is this defensive line versus this offensive line. Von Miller, I guess, either one of these tackles, because at this point with Mekhi Becton on IR, either one of these tackles for the Jets, wherever he lines up on either side, is going to just get devoured here by Von Miller in this defensive line. Jets 31st and adjusted sack rate to the first two. I mean, as you well know, if you watched any of these games, like they can't protect Zach Wilson at all. And so they're 31st in adjusted sack rate through the first couple of weeks, 31st in sack, sacks per pass attempt as well. So it is just a huge, massive mismatch between this defense and this Jets team. And honestly, Vic Fangio is supposed to be this defensive guru. That's supposed to be how he made his bones in the NFL. So you have to think that he looked at that tape from last week and saw, oh, wow, we blitzed this team. They can't pick it up. And then Zach Wilson wets the bed. Oh, like that is, yeah. that is, you got to think the Broncos are just going to be Sal- coming after him. Salivating. Yeah, yeah, just coming after him left and right in this situation and, and forcing him into all kinds. How about the of total, man? 41 and a half. Doesn't get much lower than that in this NFL. In a 10 and a half point spread. With a 10 and a half spread, yeah. yeah. Wow. So that's the, what, 26 to 15 if you do the whole right, conflation yeah. thing. Yeah, and, and, you know, on the offensive side of the ball, we've, we've talked about this multiple times, but, it, you know, if you're just joining us, Teddy Bridgewater's actually been really good through the first couple of weeks of the season and honestly has kind of bucked what one of the things that people have knocked him on for his whole career, which is being too conservative, not throwing the ball down the field, not taking advantage of playmakers, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Well, so far, that has not been the case for him. He has increased his his yards per throw. Honestly, Cortland Sutton leads the NFL with 300 air yards, you know, throughout the through the first two weeks of the season. So, I mean, he's throwing the ball and bombing it out to, to Cortland Sutton and these other weapons that he has as well. So, obviously, the, we love the Broncos. We think the Broncos are going to win. This thing was nine and a half. I'd probably take it. Yeah. I'm going to hope for an end game. That the Broncos get under get under double digits, yeah. I'll be looking for that. I'm not sprinting to the counter mm. to bet the Broncos, nor the Jets, it should be pointed out. Four more games to get to, including the Buccaneers and the Rams next. And UFC, we got to talk UFC 266 as well. It's VEASAN's primetime action. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Six Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back on primetime action from the South Point, Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, and Kelly Bidlin. Juan Soto is up at the plate. 12 straight plate appearances, reaching safely. But Amir Garrett, who's coming in now, uh, who has come in to relieve Sonny Gray for Los Rojos. They're wearing the Los Rojos jerseys tonight. The Reds are. Uh, he's got a 1-2 count to Soto. Far outside there for 2-2 count now. Soto trying to get to 13 straight uh, times, reaching base. The all-time record is 17. And it is not baseball's, you know, you talk about what are baseball's most hallowed records. Well, Joe DiMaggio, 56 games in a row with the base hit, is the most hallowed and the most believed to be, you know, the, the one that's believed to be the most unbreakable. You also have Ted Williams, who reached base safely in 84 uh, consecutive games. And you have Oral Hershiser at 59 consecutive scoreless innings. Those are probably three of the ones that no one thinks could be broken. This record is probably like seventh or eighth on that list. 
And here's the 2-2 pitch, far outside, 3-2, and two, full count now to Soto. And we'll take you through this at bat just to see if he gets the 13 in a row. Forget my bet. I just love little nerdy baseball things like this. You with me? Knock on wood if you're with me. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, th- the, the interesting thing, too, it's like this. He's gotten down on the count. Yes. Every time. And, like, they start throwing around. Like, they, they, they don't want to give in. Oh, he went. Oh, God, he, he went. swung around. That was, that was nasty. That, that was nasty. There's the streak. Comes to an end at 12. Nice pitch by Amir Garrett. That was Juan nasty. Juan Soto, human being. All right, let's get back to football. This is also a uh, late game, but well, the earlier late games, a 4.05 Eastern start. Dolphins at the Raiders. Thought it was a fastball. And, oh, yeah. it's he, a great pitch. Yeah, good slider. Yeah. He thought it was a fastball. And, uh, yes, so now now we get to the Dolphins and the Raiders. Uh, Dolphins clean injury report outside of two, as we know, Jacoby Brissett's going to go, which means the return of Will Fuller. Um, so don't know how many snaps he's going to get. Obviously, hadn't played since last season, but we shall we shall see. So Will Fuller added to that receiving core there for the Dolphins. On the Raiders' side, uh, guard Richie Incognito is out yet again this week, and then running back Josh Jacobs is doubtful. So this is a pretty big mismatch as well in this Raiders defensive line and the Dolphins offensive line. The Dolphins offensive line coming into the season was was predicted to be one of the worst in the NFL and through the first two weeks has actually played out to be one of the worst in the NFL. So, I mean, so you look at Yannick Ngakwe, Max Crosby have really, really stepped up this Raiders defensive line. I mean, you know, listen, Raiders defense last year, we were all over it. We made fun of them. We picked on them. But they went out, they spent, they got some guys in there, they invested in that defensive side of the ball, and then, you know, whatever iteration that the Dolphins are going to put in front of Ngakwe and Crosby is, you know, still is going to be a big mismatch here, and that's the other thing. So the Dolphins line has been so bad the first two weeks, they've they've come out and said, we're going to shuffle some stuff up, yeah. you know, like we're, we're, going to, we're going to try to get a better iteration of this line. And again, we talk about these offensive lines all the time about how they need time to gel. They really need to be able to play some snaps together to figure things out. So again, big, big advantage for them. The Raiders defensive line, seventh in pass rush win rate. They're seventh in adjusted sack rate. They're fifth in pressure rate through the first two games. And Raiders are actually getting it done with that front four. And that's the other thing that we said is so important in today's NFL. If you can get it done with the front four and you don't have to blitz all the time so you can keep all your guys still in coverage while you're still getting pressure on the quarterback, that is really the dream scenario. And they've done it. They are last in the league in blitz rate, actually, this Raiders team, despite having all that success in rushing the passer and getting all that pressure on guys so far. So Dolphins offensive line, 28th in pass block win rate, 30th in adjusted sack rate, 29th in sacks per pass attempt. The only thing that... that you know, really stands out to me that I was doing a little bit more research as well. Jacoby Brissett has averaged 2.93 seconds to throw for his career because if you remember, he was playing up there in Indianapolis mm-hmm. behind that awesome offensive line. Yeah. Over Tua's short career here, almost half a second less to throw the ball than Jacoby Brissett has had over the course of his career. And now he's getting this this defensive line that has actually been playing well above expectations and playing really, really well, getting tons of pressure on the quarterback. So that's a bad combination, right? A guy that's used to having more time in the pocket, not going to get it against one of these teams. It's going to be winning against one of the worst offensive lines in the league. I didn't play this at four. I would not fault you if you played this at four. I think there are a lot of things that are kind of trending 
in the Raiders' direction in this game in particular. I mean, listen, Josh Jacobs, yeah, he's a fine player. He's a good player. He doesn't move the meter here. I mean, that's why they brought in a guy like Kenyon Drake, and and they've got these other guys to to play. Peyton Barber is still there. So it's a, for me, I, a pretty pretty heavy lean, actually, towards the Raiders, but again, not in my account. Full disclosure. Those BetMGM numbers we looked at earlier, the Raiders with the highest handle percentage of any team in football this week, at least at BetMGM, the Buccaneers-Rams, is the most bet game by ticket counted. That's next. It is the biggest game of the week. The 2-0 Buccaneers, the defending Super Bowl champions. The Rams also 2-0 with Matthew Stafford under center. This one is in L.A. at SoFi and Inglewood. 425 Eastern start. The Buccaneers are now the one-point favorite. This has shifted over to the Buccaneers as the week has progressed. It was the Rams early in the week, and now it's the Bucs as a one-point favorite. You really love the Buccaneers here. Yeah, I do. And and honestly, if you're if you're in these other jurisdictions, I mean it's it's one and a half pretty much predominantly in all the other places. So if you did want to get in on a Rams teaser leg, if that was something that you were kind of looking at, you do have that one and a half available at pretty much all the other books out there across the country. Um look, Daryl Henderson questionable here for this Rams team. This is a team that already lost their starting running back that they were going to be going with, Daryl Henderson. This is one of those pain management things that we're talking about, but it's cartilage damage on the rib, and they there are people who say that it's that's more painful than an actual cracked rib because then with the cartilage all shifting around and all that, then that creates more of a problem. So I, I'm not going to say that I doubt that he plays, but I think for sure – Limited, right? I mean, he can't get a full workload if he's going to be playing with 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 damaged ribs in there. On the Bucks side, uh, Jason Pierre-Paul is out, and it doesn't look like Antonio Brown is going to get cleared from that COVID list for this week for the Bucks side of things. So it does not look like he's going to be going. I mean, basically what we have here is two heavyweights going at it, and what are we going to get out of the strengths of both of these teams? I mean, the offense from this Bucks team so far has been – Absolutely. I mean, everything that we thought it could be. Tom Brady has been the best passer in the NFL, according to Pro Football Focus. He's the highest graded passer, according to them. And you look at the receivers as well. He has just an embarrassment of riches. He he chose that last game was going to be a Mike Evans game. The week before, it was an Antonio Brown game. Maybe this week it'll be a Chris Godwin game or a Gronk game or whoever else that he has whenever he has all these options to throw to. The offensive line has given him plenty of time. They don't have much of a run game to speak of, and that could be at least a little bit of a problem here, but this seems like one of the all right, we're going to bring we're going to bring the good plays, right? Like if this is the all right, we're going to bring out the plays that 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 we need to beat a team like this Rams team. And so, uh on the Rams side, this offense has really run through Cooper Cup, and that is if you look, like Robert Woods has not been sharp to start this season, and they're going to really need some help out of Van Jefferson, their wide receiver 3, who really is I don't know if his rapport with with Matthew Stafford isn't quite there yet or what's going on, but he, from after week one to week two, really big drop-off in his production and even looks and routes run and things like that. And so, if I'm the Bucks, assumption of rational coaching, uh-huh. I'm going and I'm trying to take Cooper Cup out of the game. Now, they are very, very good at moving Cooper Cup around. They're very, they're very creative with Cooper Cup. They put him in the backfield sometimes. They do the, you know, they'll run him out of all different routes. They'll have him do just about everything. That being said... I would go and and try and see if I could eliminate Cooper Cup, and then from there, I'm uh I'm I'm feeling pretty good about my chances against this Rams team. Now, listen, I didn't play the the Bucks opened as a dog, 
So that's the reason that this is different for me because I had the Bucks at, at plus one and a half, and I was able to take them all the way up to seven and a half. Mm-hmm. You know, and so it's a different scenario now. I think at this as a pick them, but I was getting a you know when you put them in a teaser like and get them over a full touchdown. Yeah. I got them two seven, but not over yeah. seven. Yeah, it was just something too good to pass up here. And, 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 you know, it wouldn't surprise me if this is one of those games that goes down to the very end. It is a very strong defense on the Rams side. It's a very strong defense on the Bucks side. It is a very strong offense on the Bucks side. And we think it's a, it's a strong offense on the Rams side. Again, though, we need to see some more production out of these other guys. Daryl, Daryl Henderson, not being able to go with him already being the backup running backs uh, case there. And then with Robert Woods really not showing up for the first couple of weeks. And it's been the Cooper cup show. I feel like this Bucks team just, tries to remove him from the game, say, go beat us with everybody else. That ends up getting them a pretty close win in this thing. I think Todd Bowles has your back. I think mm-hmm. that will be the strategy as well. I think he's probably working on that right now. Um, Buccaneers, one-point road favorites against the Rams. The best game, at least on paper, of the NFL, mm-hmm. of these young NFL season thus far, only to be eclipsed by a week's worth of mainstream media coverage of Tom Brady back to New England next week. <laughs> oh, gosh. Which yeah. is just going to be incessant. Yeah, that will be everywhere. By the way, I hope you uh, hope you tailed along with Chris Felica. He did, Syracuse makes it fourteen to nothing now. Wow, the answer is no. I did not because I'm doing a show <laughs> I and I failed to put in the yeah, bet. I didn't either. Man, uh, San Francisco, Colorado, two to two. Yep, tied up. Two solo shots for the uh, for the Giants. Brandon Crawford being the author of the second one. We'll come back three more football games to get to, but UFC two sixty six with Jordan Sherwood next. Beeson's primetime action. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.